It's time for another Game Day, hosted by Flames Nation and Barn Burner at Greta Bar YYC. Join the crew at our favorite Game Day watch party spot, Greta Bar YYC, Saturday, March 23rd to watch Calgary take on Vancouver. Doors open at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. Good food, good prizes, and a guaranteed good time. This event is brought to you by McLeod Law LLP and Village Honda. Get your tickets at nationgear.ca before they sell out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Yuffie X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Let's go. Let's get let's get at it here on uh, this beautiful Tuesday. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Clothes, scarf on my head. <laughs> you have a for those that are not watching on the YouTube's, you are wearing a Cavalry FC uh, sort of a zip. It's a zip up, yeah. A zip up. It just and matches a, the colors and it's footy. Yeah. yeah. And you've got a an uh, official scarf. Voyageurs scarf. The Voyageurs are the Canadian supporters club of our national men's team. I see. So we told you we're going to Qatar. Now you're finally going to believe us. And there's the scarf. Yeah. I see. That's that's. I was going to ask you what it said on there. Something along those lines. It's a very okay. exciting day tomorrow. I figured you know there's going to be a lot of people consuming the show in the next 24 hours that uh, will lead right into Canada's first World Cup appearance since uh, I probably was peeing my bed. Not eight years ago. 92? Like, uh, so Maybe. the game is tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Maybe it's time so I can wear this again on my head tomorrow. Okay. I, just, I wasn't, because you walked in and I was thinking, is that, I thought I could have sworn it was tomorrow. You were talking about yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Today's Tuesday, I think. So you're just. Well, I don't even know. Maybe we canceled the show tomorrow. I'm too is this every day this. to moving forward? Or? Well, you told me not to show up for the show tomorrow. So I didn't exactly say that. I think I said do the show from where you're watching the game. I'm excited today. I put it on today. That's how it worked. All right. Uh, there's Rhett. Look at this fancy. It looks like you're in the uh, the waiting lounge of your psychiatrist with that art in the background. What have we got in the background? Some additions to the uh, to the set. That uh, you can. That's uh, interpretive art right there, Dean. You can just make of it what you will. Is that the Reuch block or whatever they call it? The, was it the Rorschach, Rorschach test? Rorschach, yeah. Rorschach. Ink ink blot testing. I I see. Uh, <laughs> what do you see on the right? I see a sumo wrestler of some sort on the right. And I see... That's uh, quite the nice cocktail on the left. Soup. I see a bowl I was going to say, I see a bowl, a bowl of 
faux soup. What's falling into my faux? Oh, that's, that's a lime wheel in that's the margarita eggs. glass. That's the yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, here we are. Here we are on a uh, on a great day. The Flames find a way to get it done again. Uh, now, we're, was there any concern that this is going to be another one of these blown leads? It's all been blown leads. Getting a lead, blowing a lead, scoring first, good. Blow the lead, lose. Only went. Well, when the eleven-year-old started screaming at Markstrom to start stop the puck, I, I did get a little concerned. That's so. your boy. Hey, so, what, what did he have a problem with? Was it the off. off the skate or the direct well, giveaway he, in the he, slot? He, he he caught himself. He goes, "Ah, maybe that wasn't Markstrom's <laughs> fault. Maybe the pass wasn't so good." <laughs> hey, the pass was on the tape. Yeah, it's a good pass. Wrong team. Great pass. Uh, and. Like they look, they were in control that at that point. They just flashed the graphic. I know shots for the Flames six, shot for uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms or whatever it was one, and then the turnover. And you're like, okay, well they actually were playing well till bad pass. Yeah, Is it yeah, yeah. Get a couple empty debtors and then you you get out of there. Um, I guess just general thoughts. The Flyers aren't very good. I know that Eric Francis said in the second period, the Flyers are bad. This is a bad team. Mm, they're a hurt team. Yeah. They're a hurt team. And they aren't a good team as well. It's probably compounding the issue. The, uh, well, the first two goals, it was 2 nothing by what? The uh, 1350. Odd man rush, odd man rush, 2 on 1. Good shots. Yeah, good shots. But they, yeah, they, I think nice that shot. they are, uh, I think they are a challenged hockey team. And they've been challenged for a few years, and it's not like they went and bolstered that. Roster, they've deleted Giroux. They've continued to pay Rasmus Ristolainen too much money and extended him. Like Carter Hart, you feel for the guy. That's not a great environment backpack. for a young goalie. Yeah, it is backpack, but he sucks. So whatever. It doesn't even register that, now. That, it's been so many years. years. Torts is already healthy. Scratch them, boys. I'm not making this stuff up here. Twelve million. And Imagine you know, if you brought up like yeah. if we if had been in the press box. That's like they're. I don't know that the dollars are way off there. Like that's the level of like torts has not really been thrilled. We'll talk with Frank later, but I mean, that didn't make any sense to me at all for a team that didn't look like they were close or contending to re up that guy from that term after what they paid to get him. Well, isn't that what I you think that's, yeah, the that's the least the, of exactly the it. Philadelphia yeah. Flyers problems. I mean, Katuria may not play again. Big problem. Right. Yeah. Great. I think every love to have one of those guys. Every team you love to have a guy like that. But man, the way he plays, his body's starting to break down. They brought in Ryan Ellis, who I think is what played three games in two years. Hardly played, hardly at all. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of young guys. I like Farabee. I like Konechny, who didn't mm-hmm. play. He's out. They got uh, they James just, Van Riemsdyk, who is good on the power play. He's out. They just ruled. Uh, Connect me out for 10 to 14 days, too, this morning. We knew he was out, but that's a firmer timeline than I think we had yesterday. So, anyway, he had to win that game. Had to win that game, and they did. Was it perfect? No. You consider where Markstrom's been with the one crappy one a game for a while here. Off a skate, horrendous giveaway. That's actually a nice, tidy effort from your number one goal. Well, and made a big save at the end. Yep. No, like rock solid. That's, you know, in a different circumstance, that's a shutout, right? He's... That's bending a lot there, but point being, it's his best start in a while, I think. <laughs> Off skate and bad luck. Oh, you know. Yeah. Or two goals. It's yeah. or a shutout or whatever you want to call it, right? I don't know. It's, hey, it's a shutout for him. Right Feels now, like we'll it. take it. 
Is he really playing that poorly? I, I, I feel like we spent a lot no, of time talking about how game. That's we it. have the worst. They we have the worst goals against average in the league, don't we? I was listening. I watched the Flyers broadcast, and they said it last night. They're, Flames are thirty second in goals against, or something, or maybe it's save percentage, one or the other. Yeah, the save percentage is not tidy. The, the more nerdy numbers sort of have them closer to the middle of the pack. I.e., they're giving up high quality chances, which would meet the test of what we've watched in that seven game skid. It was like, where are all these great A's coming from? Like, no shots against against for the Islanders for ten minutes, and then oh, wide open in front. What? Yeah. Or like odd man rushes. Like they've been too loose defensively, and he hasn't been great. Compound that, and it's bad save percentage. You mentioned Frank Sarah. Why, why wait any longer? Bring in why Frank Cervelli. We're talking about Philadelphia. Yeah. We're talking about the Flyers. And he, here he is. And his, I believe was at the game last night, I'm led to believe. Oh, he was. He was coaching, wasn't he? What's going on? Frank Cervelli, our uh, hockey insider. I was at the game. I was actually sitting right behind Mr. Markstrom. And uh, I thought he looked really confident and calm, if that means anything to you. he, I, Whatever his struggles have been to this point in the season, I was really impressed watching his game um i thought he looked really good there you go yeah and i think he's made a lot of big saves along the way it's just that one stinker that wasn't in his game last night and look there are a lot of goalies around the league this year in what's been an insanely streaky season that have really been very consistent over the last number of years that have struggled to start Markstrom is just one of them statistically. UC Saros has struggled. Vasilevsky has had his moments. Um, you know, even Shesterkin has had a, a few moments where you're like, huh, this doesn't look quite like the same guy. It's the most fickle position in pro sports. I truly believe that. And look, does, does Markstrom need to be better? Yes. Um, but I think he's gotten on the right track here, or at least back on the rails in the last week to 10 days. Rhett's trading him. He's, he's not telling us until he gets the GM money how or where, but he's, he's he'd be trading Markstrom right now. I said we could solve all of our top six problems if we could trade, if we just got rid of our crappy goal attender Markstrom. No problem. It'd be good. <laughs> With the no move. Rhett, do you want to wager anything on today's show or no? <laughs> do I want to what? Do you want to wager? I'm like, I'm like Make a bet? for a little wager here. Well, Frank's oh, on you, a roll. you have yeah. the inside... You have an inside scoop last week, and you absolutely steamroll me, and you knew it was being canceled. I'm just a pure fan. I just want to go to a game. You You're in Buffalo. What do you mean he has an inside scoop? You're literally living in the city it's that has the weather Frank, forecast. Inside scoop, like someone in in uh, in in Tunisia could have made a made that bet. Like someone was, that doesn't even know where Buffalo is on a map, but saw a weather report that said four to six feet. And they were like, who's oh, the yeah, insider here? Me or you? Who? Yeah, well, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I, do I, I can. No I'm not with the National Weather Service. I, I cover the National Hockey League. Did we decide what the bet was? You're in the know, Frank. I think it was what a bottle, the, bottle of bottle. We were talking about it? booze. It was some liquor, some brown liquor. I found something nice for Frank. I said I'd send him some Josh Allen Jacks, but my kid <laughs> ate them all, so I can't send those. Uh, now I got to buy him a bottle of booze. So I got it all figured out. I just need an address. It'll be there for the holidays. Wow. If you give me the address quick. Which I, holidays? Thanksgiving I, or I Christmas? Like and then, and then Frank, and then Frank, you could sit and watch the bills on Thursday and drink your booze and have a great day. Hmm. Some Thanksgiving like meal, pick like out football. 
Yeah. It feels wrong too having won this. Like it feels like I shouldn't get anything for something so painfully obvious. <laughs> it's for all the content you give it. I'm us, not right? even rubbing it it's, in. Like honestly, great. I felt like it was. <laughs> why couldn't I, they play? I, yeah, I, I can't see why either, Rhett. It's baffling me too. <laughs> it's football. They play in bad weather. Let's go. <laughs> Did you dig out? Like, how, when was the first time you were able to leave your house? We had nothing. That's the thing about Buffalo is that it's the city and south is where you get slammed. And we're just north of town. And like, we didn't get nothing. We got more than a skiff, but we didn't have to dig out at all. Yeah. It looks like you had less than a foot. You only got two feet or, or what? We got about a foot here, about a foot, but over 48 hours. But what was that's great? Still a pretty good haul for most places. For sure, for sure it is. But that's like people were texting and asking, like, "How was it?" And I'm like, "Well, it was. It wasn't that routine. big a deal. Like we were, we were never. Our roads weren't shut down. We weren't part of the. You know, like they actually said, stay off the roads. It's emer- declared emergency. Blah blah blah. We didn't have. But it was funny driving to school today. The school buses. The kids are, <laughs> and my kids like, holy dad, look at that. There had to be seven feet of snow on top of the school bus. Like driving down the what, road. What happened awesome. here? We don't know. Yeah, we found sure. it on Twitter. It may or may not it's be real, real, but that's okay. What was great about it was because usually we have Frank on Tuesday. We had him on Thursday last week. So it was the timing of it all. As the, the bet was, will this game, the Bills and Browns, will it be played in Buffalo? And Frank says, absolutely not. And Rhett's like, ah, oh, come on. It's whatever. It's this Buffalo. Is, We're this built is what different. we do here is they got, you should see how they clear snow. And it was about nine minutes after we were done the show. Gone. Oh, by the way, uh, NFL says they're moving this game to Detroit. So it was not just that you were wrong. It's the speed in which you were wrong. It was, which was tremendous. Yeah. yeah, it was good. That's, that's why Frank knew. Frank had talked to someone on the inside of the, the Bills stadium, and he knew that they were going to push it over to yeah, Detroit. Yeah. It's brutal. No Look one could have seen it coming. It was what an inside job. Yeah. They reimburse you. Yeah. Or they just don't charge you, I guess. Okay, so Frank, you're well, at the uh, extra money to buy me booze. Yeah, Flames and Flyers last night. That'd be great. What were you doing there? And beyond Markstrom, the crappy goalie, as Red calls him, mm-hmm. uh, thoughts on the the scene last night at the Wells Fargo Center? Uh, so my son played during the intermission, uh, the eight U team that I helped coach, and it was really cool, um, awesome night. My guy, definitely not the best player on our team, a really shy kid. Um, just scores a goal and erupts with a ridiculous celly on the ice. And I was like, I almost fell over. It was really cool to watch. And uh, I don't know if Alex has the, there Here it is. Are. Here's the clip. Okay, My guy is. goes in. Here you go. You got the puck there. Goes in. Nice goal. And then. Oh this goal. yeah. yeah Drop to the knee. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on, kid. Act like so, you've been there. Kid. Uh, it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And honestly, like, he might have scored three goals in his entire life to score last night. Um, It was pretty awesome. There you go. There you go. I was – all the NHL – it's not all of them, but out of all the NHL rinks, the candy and the grub at the the Philadelphia for the media is the best in the league. Is that fair? Or has it changed? It's been a while since I've been there. No, it's still good. Um, 
there is a ridiculous supply of candy, but it's actually Chicago. They, they used to, for the longest time during intermissions, they would have like a full on like pasta bar and like big sweet cart where you could get cake and cookies and anything that you wanted. And it was like, you could just take that piece of cake and just glue it right to my ass because <laughs> I could not do I could not do 41 home games there. There's no way I would make it. Because they sit out in Chicago enough. So does the media get different than like the dopey players that go up? The, the I think scratches? it's available to everyone. It's just players probably have more discipline than me. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Because they had <laughs> they had bowls of like Skittles yeah. and uh, like. Swedish berries. It was, if you were a kid, you'd be like, this is the greatest job in the world. That's my wife's nightmare. And then I don't want to speak badly about other teams. Anyway, it's not about that. <laughs> it's not about that. Uh, well, at least there's popcorn at the dome. A lot of popcorn. Very salty. I yeah. I stole a bag once and took it to the casino. Bag. And like when Rhett says sucks. a bag. Yeah. It was one of the like industrial, literally this big garbage bag, a huge Huge garbage bag (laughs) that I don't know if it was like, was it old? Was it new? Was it what they swept off the floor? Don't know. But I had to scoop it. I had to coat check it at the. uh, We went to Cowboys and Rhett used the coat check for his bag of popcorn. But the kids in the morning, Frank, when they woke up and that bag was sitting on the kitchen table, big bat, big Papa Pump was a winner. Best like, dad ever. Yeah. So did you did you come back home and like in the morning your kids come down for breakfast and it's like that scene in Uncle Buck where he's like, You thought the pancakes were big. I couldn't get the French toast <laughs> through the door. Like what what was happening there? Like they're like, Dad, why would anyone want a bag of popcorn this big they didn't ask questions frank they just tore into it and just started shoveling it in just like a good kid would right just chowing on it it was everywhere the shoveler who's my significant other less impressed i just think anyone else tries to pull this kind of stunt it's like you're like punted from the building and it's Rhett sauntering around with the best gig gag of all time you're like oh (laughs) Rhett is the if you ever go out with Rhett, he is the king of leaving, <laughs> leaving with the leftovers or before the check shows. I mean, the, the one story from Mercado is oh. legendary where it Terrible. was hundreds of dollars of leftover food that was packaged and ready in bags for everyone to take their... Rhett goes to the washroom. Yoink. Yoink. Out the back door. Gone. Smoke bomb. Complete smoke bomb. And it's, uh, it's less about whether you paid for the check or, or that. It's just more about what leftover or packaged food means to you when you lay eyes on it. You're powerless. I was over-served. I, over I had headed to the washroom, and I saw the bag sitting there, and I said, I can't, I'm good. I've had enough to drink. It's probably time to go home. Red, These must be for me. me. Take me, Audience. Red. Anyway. I, also, Frank, if we're ever out drinking, I don't say goodbye. I leave. So don't mm-hmm. be offended if uh, all of a sudden you're, you're sitting there by Did yourself. Did not know you were Irish. It's <laughs> not you, it's him. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. He go he ghosts immediately. Now, God forbid you ever, you're at an event with Rhett and you look around and you don't see him. You just assume 
he's gone. And then you leave. But perhaps he was still there. Mm. Then you are an asshole. As it was the Christmas party the one year. Now, we went together. But again, I'm just so used to red. Oh, I got an Uber. What? What? He'll send you a picture from his couch. Oh, you're at home already. Okay, good. So I go to leave the Christmas party. Good enough. I get the text. Where are you? Quitter. Well, I'm on my way home. I'm still here. Sour puss. I don't have that problem. If you're the last man standing, you never leave early. That's right? true. Yeah. Is Pinder still here? Of course he's still Yeah, the lights aren't on yet. He's here somewhere. Okay, let's talk some hockey. Let's talk some hockey. 13 in a row for the New Jersey Devils. Their numbers are Ooh. bananas. We We're talked about this last week. Oh, they've won nine in a row, or eight or whatever it was then. Now it's up to 13 straight. You don't fluke your way to 13 in a row. Uh, Vitek Vanacek has been a great ad for them. The decor is awesome. D's strong. How did this... Like, he sure's turned the, turned the corner completely. Looks like a captain. He looks like a, a first overall pick now. Hughes is playing great. And like you had said a week ago, this are they a playoff team? Yeah, they're a playoff team. It's now a matter of how good are they? I don't think this any of this is by accident. Like, I if you're asking me if I thought the, the, the New Jersey Devils would have won 13 straight at any point, be closing in on a franchise record and running away with the Metro, I would say you're absolutely crazy. But some of the foundational pieces have been there. And I just, for for guys that obviously are watching the West way more intently than the East, like Nico Heischer has been growing into this player for the last number of years and is a really good player that just hasn't gotten a ton of attention since his draft year. Jack Hughes took an enormous leap last season. He's been able to continue that. Jesper Bratt, same thing. I bet the Devils at this exact moment in time as he leads their team in scoring are sitting here going, man, I really wish we signed that guy to a longer-term deal last year instead of pushing his buttons, taking him to arbitration. And so now they're in this spot where they've made a couple improvements on defense. John Marino has been really good. Uh, a smart play in net in Vitek Vanacek, if not a bet that I was a little bit leery of to start the year. And they're in a really solid spot, not just as a lock for a playoff team, but now I think you start to wonder with the heater that they've been on, how much more than that are they? But I think when you consider it from the grand sort of 30,000 foot view, what's exciting if you're a Devils fan, and there's only six of them out there, that you have a team that's going to be really competitive for at least the next five years. Here's another thing. Last year's netminders, Blackwood, 25 games. Dawes, 25. Gillies, 19. 10 for Bernier. Hammond, 7. Schmied, 6. Wedgwood, 3. Like, I don't care who you are in the NHL. That's if you're playing your, the seven goalies. If you're playing your 5, 6, 7, you're going to look way worse in the standings than you actually are, and that was the Devils last year. <laughs> if you're playing your 5, 6, 7, no, not defensemen, goalies. That's right, yeah. Think about how insane that is. They've struggled, I think, to trust Blackwood and then sort of finally the wheels fell off last year and they look, we have no other choice. I honestly thought that they were going to replace the entire tandem and just say, you know what, we're going to we're going to move on from Blackwood as well. He's been hurt again this year that maybe, you know, they begin to raise that question or sound that alarm a little bit more. But Vanacek has has really been solid. And I think you look at their underlying numbers and I'm not a big nerdy stats guy that's going to sit here and, and pound the table and say, well, if you look at their numbers last year, 
had they just gotten some modicum of 900 save percentage that they would have been a playoff team. They probably would have been damn close though, mm -hmm. even though that's a pretty significant gap to make up. So, you know, they're, a, they have a lot of the pillars in place. You know, all of a sudden you get a, a year from Dougie Hamilton too, where he looks way more comfortable. Um, maybe there were some issues with expectations last year. You guys would know him well watching him that, you know, maybe he struggled to adjust to having such a large contract on a team that he really didn't have a lot of help around him either. I know you have uh, the new trade targets uh, article up on dailyfaceoff.com. And interestingly, I had a couple of questions about guys, and I'm not sure I'll, I'll look at it after the show, but a couple names I was going to throw by you uh, regardless. We've heard this guy's name for years, it feels like, in the trade, uh, in the rumor mill anyway. Jacob Chikrin of the Arizona Coyotes played his first game of the season. He was injured coming in. He's back on the ice, and I just feel like it's just going to pick up steadily until we get to the trade deadline. Whether or not they should, he's still young. They drafted him as a, a high first-round pick. It feels like Arizona, you'd be hanging on to those guys. But uh, I guess, what do you see the likelihood now that he's in of a Jacob Chikrin deal at some point this season? Well, they're definitely not hanging on to him. Um, they've also pushed his buttons a bit to the point where someone that actually really liked Arizona, loves living there, um, and was considering and planned to be in for the long haul, all of a sudden went through this process where he heard his name being talked about so much that he was like, screw this. I, I, I'm, you know... I'm 24 years old. How long is it going to take for this team to be competitive? And if you don't like me, why am I committing to you? Or if you're not sure that you want to commit to me, then throw my name into the ring. Like I want to go and, and play for a, a contending team. And so he's made his wishes really clear to the Coyotes. He's coming off of the wrist and ankle surgeries that were pretty significant. He's been banged up previously but what stands out when you look at this board is the 18-goal season that he had in a shortened campaign a couple years ago. That plus the contract, two more years at a really manageable number, has yeah. teams salivating. But the problem is he's got the injury history for one, and two is they wonder what they're getting. Jacob Chikrin is a number one on the Arizona Coyotes, but on a contending team, what is he? Is he an upper echelon two, is he closer to a three? I think the real answer is beauty's in the eye of the beholder with this one, that teams aren't really sure. You call around and, and ask for opinions on Jacob Chicken in front offices, and they you get varied responses. Some teams are absolutely in love with him, probably infatuated with the contract. Other teams are like, eh, he's a four on a really, really good team. And not to say that, Adding a top four defenseman is something that any team you know, would love to do. But given the really high asking price from the Arizona Coyotes, that's what makes it a bit harder to decipher in terms of the value. It seems like a deal they wanted to have done, but there's just a gap between what Arizona wants and what everyone else is willing to pay. And then here he is swinging in the wind no and another injury. Close. Yeah. So where, where do you see that gap closing? Is it the pressure of the deadline, Frank? Or does, does Arizona have to move off their ask? I believe they have to move off of their ask short of Chikrin coming out and having an absolute monster start to his season, which I think you should always allow for the possibility, but who knows? Um, you know, we're going to, they're going to see here over the next month and there's going to be a lot of scouts watching 
to understand exactly what a team might be getting. And, and I think you have to keep it. I can't stress enough, have to keep in mind the injury history. Another guy I was going to ask you about, and I don't want to give, you know, blow up your spot, give it, give it away, spoiler alert, but I believe he's atop your trade target list, was Bo Horvat scored his 15th goal of the season. Oof. 15 and 19 games. He had 30, yeah. what, 31 last year. So there it is, if you're watching on the YouTube, the top five inside the trade target. But uh, Horvat, final year of his deal that pays him 5.5. He'll be a UFA. They're captain. This is Centerman, so insane. captain, and what a start for, for Bo Horvat. How does this you, – you paid JT Miller. Are you not going to pay this guy? I don't know how this one goes. I don't know exactly where Vancouver's at right now in terms of their – like I, I, they're they're coming down, but yet is there still all their moves say they're competitive? All the standings say they're not. It's a hard one to figure. Yeah. Frank. Go ahead, Red. Does the Kachuk and the Gaudreau thing play into this at all with Horvat too? In what way, Red? Well, just I mean, I guess Gaudreau was unrestricted, but Kachuk was restricted, was he not? Mm-hmm. Horvat's a you. He's up this anyway, summer, so it's I, a Gaudreau. Yeah, yeah, he's up. I guess I'm just saying. Wow, he's leaving. You'd think so, right? Well, Especially it's, the way it's, the it's comparable in the sense that he's having an absolute ridiculous contract year, and that's the one thing that would tie him to Johnny Gaudreau. I would say the real difference is that throughout the entire time, well, at least I think in, in terms of conversation, the Flames wanted to try and bring Johnny Gaudreau back. I have zero indication that that's the same with the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think these sides have engaged in any type of conversation since well before training camp. I think the initial volley that was thrown the Bo Horvat way was so, I think they found it so insulting (laughs) that they were like, call us back when you're serious. Because I, I believe what they tabled was the Ryan Nugent Hopkins contract, which was eight years times 5.125. And they just said, we, we think this guy is an upper $7 million AAV. How do we even counter this? Like, how do we engage in any sort of constructive conversation? Um, call us back when you're serious. And to this point, the Canucks haven't. And they've watched him come out this season with 15 goals and 19 games. There's all sorts of, you know, controversy surrounding this team with the comments and the coaching change. That's the potential that's hanging over everyone's head. feels like constant drama there that I don't, no one really needs. So they, it seems to me like the Canucks picked the wrong guy to sign. They sort of buckled at the last minute in August. And instead of moving JT Miller last year, when they had an opportunity to, and there were a number of teams that were interested, they watched and were sort of mesmerized by the 99 point season that he had, that he may never duplicate and signed him to a massive deal that at his age, it expires when he's 38. They're, they're probably going to have an incredibly hard time moving. Whereas now with Horvat, they're in the same spot, except instead of having one additional year on his deal, he's a pending UFA. He's had a great start to the year, and they should, emphasis on should, capitalize on the market and how well he's played and get something in return, which is what their president of hockey operations, Jim Rutherford, alluded to they might. The better he plays, the more we're going to get back. Yeah, if he's going to look like a 40-goal captain 
top line center. He's not a $7 million play anymore. The cap's gone up. This, this is working out very nicely for his agent here. Like he could ask for 10. You might not get it, but you may as well ask if you're 30 to 40 goals, captain center. No. I mean, look, it's, we all want to ask for nice things. We don't always get them. Um, I think you have to look at statistical outlying seasons and be careful. I think teams would certainly approach it that way. But when you look at Bo Horvat and the point production, it's not always just about that. He's really a pretty complete player and brings a lot. So I would say that this year you kind of, you know, push a little bit off to the side and look more towards the sort of 25 goal, 30 goal, 55 to 60 point guy that he's been consistently throughout his career and think that if you are signing him, that's the type of player that you'd be getting in terms of production. And I'm not looking to throw a, a get you to sling mud or anything, but I think it was last week or in the weeks previous that uh, is your assertion that maybe JT Miller isn't the most beloved guy in that room, whereas you sign the guy who maybe wasn't the fan favorite in the room, and then there's your captain who's potentially walking out the door. Yeah, and dangling in the wind at the same time. Like I think ultimately wanted to be a Canuck, um, really liked it there, and was, I guess, probably pretty insulted if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly with how this is all played out. It's not so much going back to Chris Letang and what he went through, or sorry, Evgeny Malkin in Pittsburgh saying, hold on a second, I'm Evgeny Malkin. Why did you sign Chris Letang first? I don't think it's so much the order, although that now Vancouver is coming back to them saying, well, we're kind of tapped out now. This is all we can really afford to sign you at given that we spent the money on JT Miller. And I think the rest of the rooms look in that saying, well, hold on a second, JT Miller. Really? Why not Bo? I know you're always up against it. We'll let you go here. Thursday, American Thanksgiving, run me through the Sarah Valley Thursday. Oh, thank you. It, uh, well, it'll, my one job, my one chore is to go and pick up Thanksgiving dinner because I don't cook. My wife doesn't cook. I don't, honestly, sometimes I don't even know how we get through the week because I, I mean, I eat more DoorDash than you, anyone, you know. Uh, so naturally what do I do? I just ordered a, an absolutely complete soup to nuts, Thanksgiving dinner, turkey, salad, sides, stuffing, mashed potatoes, two pies and pick it up and host 12 people. And pretty much all I need to do is supply the booze. Favorite part of the do Thanksgiving you like the meal. People you're hosting. Okay. Do you like the people you're hosting? Uh, yeah, it's just my immediate family. It's my mom, dad, brother, sister, that whole crew, uh, my grandparents. So yeah, it's a really small, it's, we'll have 12 people. So very manageable. And favorite part of the meal? I don't, uh, I like stuffing. I'm not a, like, here's my take on Thanksgiving dinner. If it was so good, we would eat it more than once a year. Yeah, it's turkey. Fair or unfair? Yep. It's a it's an undertaking and though. You as not, not that being you don't cook. It takes there's some effort involved into doing a a full turkey. Yeah, I mean there I, there is, and that's probably why we don't eat it more. But I don't know. My my favorite part about Thanksgiving is is the Wednesday night and the fact that it's a guaranteed four day weekend. Like <laughs> I don't know what it's like in Buffalo, Rhett, but Wednesday night is annually the drunkest night of the year in Philly, and it is just. Everyone's home. Your buddies from high school that went and moved away. 
you know, no one has anything to do. No one schedules anything on Wednesday night. And it's an absolute gong show at every bar that you go to. Yeah, we used to, my brother and his idiot friends, that's, that's was the day they always scheduled to come in to visit was Thanksgiving. Night before. And then you Let's wake go. up and you don't have to do anything except watch football all day and eat food. The, it was the worst day of my life, Frank, as far as a player, because I got so smashed in Buffalo and hardly went to bed and I was injured. So I had to go in the next day and I woke up and I'm like, I was like, I've, I've never been this way. I prided myself on always being able to tough it out. Didn't matter what I did to myself. And that morning I was this close to phoning the trainer and saying, you better come up with an excuse because I ain't going to make it. I was sitting so, over a bowl of blueberry flakes or something like that. Just I was almost yakking. But somehow I made it out there. I got through it. Legend. Given your previous close calls, you really must have put in quite a shift that night. Oh, it was heavy, 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 heavy. Well, the, what time do the bars close in Philly? They're stupid Two. here. They don't. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Four. Four in Buffalo. I close at four. Jeez. And you're best friends with all the bartenders. Like, there's no way you're going to leave it at four. Four becomes six. Yeah. Yes, and then you're up at eight thirty to be at the rink at nine. Good luck. Ugh. Had to call a cab to get there. <laughs> so you're very responsible. Yeah, look at that, huh? team first guy. Frank, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy it. I need your address, you Frank. Yeah. I'll send it. I'll send it. All right. There you See go. you guys. See you, Frank. The Wednesday night is the lick. Uh, it's liquor night. Been sand. It's and. He says he's going to graze all day Thursday, and I'm thinking if you're out late the night before hungover, that's perfect. Just pick away, watch football, have a little nap. I was in. Back up, eat some more. Oddly enough, one year, it, it, it feels like always around American Thanksgiving, the Flames are in that Pittsburgh, Philadelphia area. And the, I've, I think I've been there twice for American Thanksgiving, just happened to be. And Frank's not wrong. There were girls dressed to the nines. Hot heels, skirts, like beautiful 
laying on the pavement. <laughs> La- laying in like puddles of water in the gutter alongside the sidewalk, outside the bar, on the pavement, asleep. Women after my heart. What a town. <laughs> I mean, what a town. So yeah, I would guess you're not getting a whole lot accomplished the next day. No. Good old Frankie. Now, are we doing Ask Rhett tomorrow? or Because thir- you're, you're soccering potentially and you're thanksgiving and so and i got tommy in studio i can't not be here tomorrow. all right so you got to be here tomorrow yeah uh tommy wilden okay start is tommy coming in right at the start that would be really helpful for me because i got something i'm going to be in a tight pinch to get back here to do it you let us know what window works for you i can uh adjust with tommy if need be and to be fair kickoffs at noon the sooner we get him out of here the better chance he can get to where he needs to go to watch that game then let's have let's have tommy on first sure do a quick hello and then bring him in 10 minutes in, put Dean to sleep, shake him out of his coma, get him back in here. What's wrong, boom? I'm just planning. So Thursday, are we doing Ask Rhett? Yeah. We could do Ask Rhett right off the hop, too. I could stay home, do Ask Rhett, then I could drive to Grandma's and uh, show, show the, the spread. spread for two minutes and say goodbye. Okay. I like that. So there it is. Get your questions in. I see already, even uh, during the show today. Askret at flamesnation.ca is the website. You can hashtag it. Get your questions in for hopestreet.ca. Go ahead. But we got to start at 1230. We can't start at 1245 like we usually do or whatever. If tw- 1045, your time. Sorry. Saber's time. It's almost as though there's a lot of things in Rhett's life that take precedence over the job job we got to start early we got to start on time i can't be here on this i don't do jobs what else can we do is what what else can we can we do here for you well uh, send me one of those fancy vehicles is the show too long is it too short some days yesterday was a little long it started to drag it could have could have cut it off yeah we're we're learning as we go that's right yeah as we go yeah yeah, that's right. The key is the communication that we've been having. That's yeah, the and the prep pillar, right? And yeah. everyone bringing lots to the show, lots of things to talk about. Hey, here's I've I've got a lot of things I'd like to get to today. It's I don't know how we get it all in. I think we're going to need a new time slot and more time, more time, and, and, and all new of platform, that. all yeah, of it. You are bang on. Now speaking of which, that tomorrow. Yeah, I know. You uh, we brought it up yesterday. Flames tickets, this whole thing. Well, we're going to have a little plan for these tickets. Panthers on the 29th, Kachuk Bowl. I wasn't sure how we were going to roll this out, but uh, the Wolverine said, listen, let's get after it. Enough. Let's go. Yeah, that's what he says. We are going to be, if, if you've been watching the show, if you've been taking in the show on YouTube and you've been subscribing to it, I understand that uh, you're getting a little tired mm-hmm. of your being ber- berated and a barrage of... Oilers Nation this and Leafs Nation that. I don't want to hear any more about the Oilers. I want to hear about the... That makes you good Flames fans, and we love you and appreciate you for that. So starting here very soon, like a week, within the week, we are launching our own Flames Nation YouTube page. Just Flames, just Only our content, only our coverage. You don't need to hear about anybody else. There's the... Uh, if you go to the Flames Nation uh, Twitter account... Click on the YouTube link. It's a little tricky to find. I'm 
seeing just if he goes the link's you. the way to go yeah. go to the social media click on the link you'll get there subscribe subscribe and you'll miss nothing on there right now is just some of the stuff we've done i think the craig conroy interview yep soroka's up there soroka and uh who else did we have in here Olivia, Olivia Mitchell. They are up there now, but we're going to be putting up not just the show stuff, but some additional uh, video stuff that'll be a little bit easier to consume. Go ahead, go ahead. Some uh, some creative <laughs> content that we'll be doing. So we are going to, in time for that game on the 29th, yeah. pick one of you subscribers, and you will be going off to see the return of Matthew Kachuk. From Mad Rose. There it is on the old Instagram as well, not just the Twitter. So find the Flames Nation socials, subscribe, send us a screenshot of you I subscribing subscribe. to us, and away you go. Did you? You're in the, you're into the draw. Out of boy. Subscribe. There you go. Thank you. Ah, YouTube's. Perfect. Well done. 15 Royal Vista Place, Mad Rose Pub. If you're like Frank, you can order online and have it delivered to your house. Madrose.pub, gourmet pizza, full entree, steaks, you name it. I want to go back up there. Yeah, me too. Well, we, Wolfie we, was talking about, we got to go up there and see. It's nonsense that we haven't. Did we do lunch up there one day? All right. There you go. Well, Adros potato salad on the way home. Yeah, obviously. Let's, uh, let's do the Pinder Report, shall we? The we Pinder shall. Report is uh, a presentation of Village Honda. Come and experience the new redesigned 2023 Honda CRV at Village Honda, your dealership for life. They are buying used vehicles out the yinger. $2 million budget to buy your vehicle. Couple schmell. That's take, right. Take some of that. Go get it. Only at Village Honda, 7663, 110 Ab Northwest, or online, villagehonda.com. It's the Pinder Report. All right, boys, we start in Philadelphia as we uh, just caught up with Frank Valley. Yes, uh, indeed, his son did score during the U8 intermission hockey, but there was other goals in a bigger game uh, for some that happened on the ice as well. Uh, style points be damned. The Flames have won four of five since that seven-game skid, gentlemen. Uh, a better night for Jacob Markstrom, another fight for new fan favorite Dennis Gilbert, and I'm sure the talk of the town in Buffalo, never mind the snow, Jake Allen, the Bills, or whatever, it's got to be the junior saver everyone defenseman. Hears what, everyone here is wondering why the hell Gilbert is not in the uh, blue and gold, seeing as he's a local kid and he's kicking the snot out of guys, and they miss that. They got no size on the Sabres. They're a bunch of softies, and they need Gilbert. Like, look out. And they've lost in a gate in a row, so they're probably a little crankier than they were a few weeks ago right in Buffalo. Uh, I don't know if we, we've touched the game. Any other takeaways? We haven't talked about Gilbert, who I think has really probably planted the seed that if Daryl Sutter needs a guy when there's an injury, i.e. Michael Stone or an absence, i.e. Oliver Shillington, uh, that's probably his go-to guy at this juncture. It has to be, doesn't it? 14 minutes for a DG last night. DG. Old DG uh, gets into another scrap. Oh, and he had a fight, so yeah. he's sitting in the Jelly. box for a while. And that's uh, three fights in five games, and I think you could probably give him three check marks on the old tilts. This is sure. Zach McHugh, who's not afraid of throwing. Watch the nuts. McHugh; he grabs. He's like, "I'm in trouble." Grabs the pants. He's going to grab Pant the pants grabber? for the takedown there. Oh, come on! It's always kind of come on now. Do? Watch him! Watch him! Ooh, got my hands full. This guy's bigger than I thought. Pant grabber. Yeah. Oh yeah, grab uh, the leg. Leg sweep. Stand in there, McEwen. Uh <laughs> But I think to me, what I'm most interested in, or I guess amazed is, is a little harsh, is that they have another defenseman named Dennis. Really? It's not easy to do in 2022. Okay. They found another Dennis. Well, there was the wide dog back in the day. I know. Those didn't 
And he's re- and he listened to the show and all that sort. How many? I didn't know we were still making Dennis's out there. There's not a lot of Dennis's. It's a good point. Scouting staff There's doing a hell of a job. Dennis's. They're everywhere. Well, really? it must be in I've Buffalo. Never coached the kids. What? I've never coached a kid named Dennis. That's, That's what I'm pause. saying. Yeah, they're all old. It's like dodo birds. So, I mean, this Dennis, he's got to be in his... Late 20s? Late 20s? Mid 20s, yeah. There's a 20-year-old Dennis out there. Flames found him. Get in there, son. Good work. Good work. Uh, here's the rest of the road trip. They're 2-1 and one on the six-gamer. Tomorrow, in Pittsburgh, they beat the Penguins in October 4-1. to one. We were at that game. It was... A rather sound performance. It was, it was yeah. Two nothing, uh, Nazem Kadri, like eight seconds in or something hilarious, and then uh, away they went. And then it'll be a noon Washington on Friday, which sounds crazy until you remember it's American Thanksgiving, so Fridays are right off for sure. And then another matinee the next day in Carolina, who don't have Frederick Anderson, but uh, do have the Peter who's been really, really good for them. He has been, And yeah. uh, those would be two of the tougher games on the roadie to close. And Pittsburgh isn't the team that was reeling, uh, what, three weeks ago when we saw them last? This is a team that's uh, got their shit together a little more recently, winning in Geno's thousandth game a couple nights ago. The thing I remember most from that game was watching their power play. Now, it didn't yeah. score. Or maybe because there was that, that turnover and uh, Malkin did did get a stick on that one but watching Malkin on the power play 432 of the second Crosby Malkin Latang, yeah Zing. Hall of Famers probably all those guys are Hall of Famers at the end of the day and watching them whip it around Jeff Carter in front if you want him that's fine too they, there's lots of guys with hardware there Mr. Kate <laughs> Mr. Kate uh elsewhere we could tell you that uh we had some big news we've been waiting for Calgarian and greatest defenseman ever apparently Kale McCarr's got 200 points already right 200. Why not? 195 <laughs> games. Why not? And you're like, that sounds yeah, good. That sounds right. really impressive. And then you're like, whoa, the fastest yeah. ever. Let's see the list. Like, there's got to be, you know, a lot of, you got the 200. How many games did it take for them? Because there's some, uh, you know, Hall of Famers and such. You got to look closely. Zubov, 207. Housley, 208. Brian Leach, 211. Potvin, 212. Bobby Orr, 216. All of them. You need two more months first, on the calendar for Bobby Orr to catch this guy? Like all them first ballot Hall what? of Famers. And I didn't realize Mark Howe was that good. Jeez. Wow. That's impressive. Like slam dunk Hall of Famers. Yes. And he taught yeah. them all. And he's already got. He's lapping the field here. He's got a cup. Yes. How old is he? He's a puppy. Hall of Famer. He's in the hall. He's in the hall. Start working on the, uh, the fogged glass. Let's go. That's incredible. Uh, other milestone, Patrice Bergeron, 1,000 points, Rhett. I was thinking about it. You probably, and yeah, by the way, that's uh, Charlie McAvoy when he had his first point. <laughs> and Charlie's not, like young. Charlie's like in his mid-20s. That's crazy. You, did you, how many times did you play against Patrice? I was thinking you had to have a fair amount. I don't, I don't know. Remember. And not, he'd be like a 200-foot guy. You might not notice him, but like... And if he I was around, but in Calgary, and we'd have only played, we had that weird schedule once a year. Because yeah. didn't right? he come in? If I recall correctly, about Patrice Bergeron, it was right around. He was a second round pick. Yep. Came in and roughly around one of those lockouts. He won a men's world championship before a world junior championship. That's right. Yeah, crazy. Because of how that uh, the schedule worked and everything. Triple gold guy for sure. Never played a game outside of uh, the NA. Never went like through. He made the team right after the draft, didn't play in the AHL, stepped right in, and it was like, this is, uh, 
pretty good second round pick here for Boston. Yeah. 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 Him and O'Reilly, there's a few guys you're like, how are these second rounds? Like, yeah, you know, we don't love this about him. And then it's just like right away into the NHL and like on a path where you're like, yeah, he's going to be one of the best two way centers of all time. Crazy. Impressive stuff for the Bruins, who, oh, by the way, just won again. That's seven in a row for the wheeled B. Um, yeah, I hope you took the over on those horrible point totals. Or Oh, they're going to be hurt all year. Yeah, maybe 90 points for the Bruins. I'm <laughs> 90 by Christmas. Uh, we'll move along to, you want winning streaks? How about the Devils at 13 now? They beat Edmonton last night. That's a shame. 9-0 and against Canadian teams on this run of 13 in a row. They've done a lot of good work against uh, our nation. If you look there, Canucks, Oilers, Flames, Flames, Sens, Habs, Leafs, Sens, Oilers last night, and Leafs tomorrow who, by the way, will be missing a significant part. Morgan Riley joins TJ Brody and Jake Muzzin in the I'm hurt for a while category. That's three significant pieces on the Leafs' blue line. And uh, Frank Saravalli and others connecting the Chikrin on the block. Leafs' three significant defenders gone. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, another winning streak to note, Blues win again. What a roller coaster season. Imagine our show if it was the Blues' results. So they start out with three wins in a row. They lose eight in a row, and they've won seven in a row. That's an NHL record for consecutive wins after a losing streak of eight or more. Lost eight, won seven. Consistent. It's a roller coaster. I don't know how we'd handle it. We would have been just like, they're the worst team. They're the best team. They're the like just... Back and forth we go. Well, Rhett would have traded everybody. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have had many trades. Many, yeah. Many. If someone shows them the GM money, then trades will and happen. someone shows me that GM no, that's money. Right. Two games tonight, boys. Your Sabres, Rhett, in Montreal to face the Habs. A couple of teams that Woo-hoo. see themselves as plucky Atlantic contenders that, yeah, wait Sabres see. are struggling. Sabres have lost eight in a row. Rob Ray was... And Rob Ray was not excited about the travel. Had to go to uh, Toronto on Friday in the snowstorm. Then they got stuck there and had to bus home Sunday morning after the roads reopened. Got Poor home Robert. for 24 and had to fly to Montreal. It makes no sense. Like, they moved a whole NFL game and the Sabres were too stupid to figure out, <laughs> uh, let's just stay up in Canada and go straight to Montreal. That would, uh, makes a lot of sense. No, let's not do that. Other action is uh, Kings hosting the Rangers. So those are your two for tonight. We'll get more on those from our Betway Bets of the Day coming up later. Uh, Monday Night Football was in Mexico City last night, fellas. They were fired up at Azteca. Hundreds of thousands of people, bags or at least. Thanks a piss, probably. Thanks a piss. Get fired up, That's eh? Cool. Yeah, Jimmy G, not unlike Tom Brady in Munich, complimentary of the fans, the atmosphere, saying, yeah, there's quite a buzz in there. That didn't feel like a regular season game in the NFL in, in the USA. And Well done. That's a huge bleeping stadium, dude. You ever get? You ever been there? No, God, no. It's at altitude in Mexico City, and you get bags of piss thrown any at pl- you. Any plans? Uh, I'd love to go to Mexico City. And if I was there, maybe. You would uh, go. I'd go if I was there. There's certain sections that are safer than others. you got to know the, where do I sit, where do I not sit? Typically, the, piss the, section. the caged off visitors section with the bar bar on the top, they throw the piss at it and then it opens on the well, they're barbed just asking wire for and it, then it's right? just rain yeah. and piss. And you're like, why did I do this? I could have just worn the other colors and sat somewhere nice. Yeah. I'd do the same, I guess. If well, I had bags check. of piss on me, I would. Why if, am I doing this? Because if I throw it, 
Yeah. And there's no cage. It may just bounce off or no, something, depending on the barbed strength wire of the helps. bag. But the barbed wire, it's definitely going to cut the bag. Yeah. And I'm like, is this is this for the visitors or this for the piss throwers? Like, and who are we really helping here with the barbed yeah. wire? Yeah. The huh. piss in a widespread <laughs> yeah. format and formation. It's a, it feels like it's a home team advantage, I it guess. Is, it doesn't yeah. seem fair. Uh, uh, here's a little CFL news sticking with football. By the way, the Niners absolutely rolled. Jimmy G loves Mexican food, I guess. God bless Espanol, maybe. Me too. Yeah, that's great. He was fantastic. We had nachos for dinner last night. Four touchdowns. Is nachos Mexican? Yeah. That's not Mexican at all, but it sounds delicious. Thanks. It was mm. good, yeah. Uh, and remember Hinok, Hinok, Hinok Mwamba, the that? MVP of the oh, Grey Cup? Oh, try that again. He had a little time with the Grey Cup last night as he took in the Leafs. Not good for him. And Islanders. You know what? Oh, what a great guy. Look at this. Everyone taking photos in Toronto, pretending they like the CFL. This is fucking cute. Oh, wow. Oh, Look, it's That's the Grey nice. Cup, I think. That's nice. You can see what it is. It, isn't that for senior emotional. hockey? No, it's the Allen Cup. I think that's for the CFL. Oh, well, let's get a picture anyway. <laughs> you hate the CFL. No, I'm seeing people Where's in Toronto. Where's the guy that goes around with the Grey Cup, like the Stanley Cup? Where is Who, that like, dude like with like the shitbox van? It's Toronto, so no one knows. They think it's <laughs> yeah. a science project for some art class. I don't know. Uh, World Cup already a couple shockers uh, underway. Argentina falls to Saudi Arabia. What? Argentinians only Brazil. Smaller odds to win. Now it's one game, but uh, it ends a 36 game run where they hadn't lost. And Messi scored. It's not his fault. A couple offside goals. This was the 3 a.m. kickoff. I have to say I missed a, most of all. Yeah, I missed it all. 3 a.m. Mm. 36 games. Now, how often do they play this tournament? Well, there's a lot of qualifying that leads up to it, and that's what they'd be referencing. South America would all play, and that's a lot of games against Brazil, Colombia, some really good sides there. Uh, they've been great, and it's the best the national teams looked when Messi's played for it. It's his last World Cup, he said, and they were very, very heavy favorites outside of anyone named Brazil. So not the great start they were looking for. They'll be fine, I'm sure. And then the next one was a uh, Denmark. The people who invented Lego, Rhett. Lego. And yeast and other things. Uh, scoreless draw with Tunisia. Yeast. Yeah. Carlsberg yeast. Apparently very famous. What's that, Red? Yeesh. I don't know if they invented <laughs> yeast. I think Carlsberg yeast. A very famous thing. Yeast. That's, there's other games. Mexico and Poland. We can get you a live update. I know you're dying, Dean. I'm fucking dying, all right. Yeah, that sounds about accurate. Sitting here dying. Yeah, I hope you'll make it. 0-0, zero, zero, final, another nil-nil. <laughs> Two scoreless games. There's only one scoreless game last World Cup. So they've... Uh, they've scoreless bested. game? Yeah. Only one last Find World hard Cup. hard to believe. Two already, three days in. Oh, my That's God. That's your Pinder Report. It's brought to you by Village Honda. Come and see why Calgarians are making the trip to Village Honda. $2 million to buy vehicles. They'll buy your car even if you don't buy theirs, they said. You get a free, you'll get a trip to Las Vegas. What more reason do you need to go and mm. visit the good people at Village? Look at that. And Anthony was... Uh, Tense yesterday. I guess. Nil nil late for the Netherlands. Yeah. Couple goals look nice on the box score, but he might have shaved a decade off his life expectancy watching them go draw, looking at a draw against uh, who the hell they were playing. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, scary stuff. VillageHonda.com is the uh, the website. Go and check that out. And this is about until the money's gone. It's not an un, just huge pot of it's two million cash forever. Yeah. It's two million. Two million's gone. Senegal. You're SOL. That's a place. Uh, I had, there was a video 
from the uh, the football game last night, the Monday night football game, yeah. Arizona, San Francisco. You said they're they're excited and they get into it and that. This was. Uh, is this a celebrity? Do we know who this so, gentleman is? My guess is that in the States, there's all these different ESPNs, and one is in Spanish. ESPN Deportes, I think, is something like that. And they have famous Spanish-American announcers, and the people that would probably normally call football games in Spanish were in Mexico City and very excited to be there. And not unlike The Rock at the Super Bowl or at the season opener in L.A. against it was the Bills, uh, there's, it was like hype man routine before the game started, and the stadium was going nuts. Let's see it. On Espanol, ESPN Deportes. Don't know if we have it. The Rock. Uh, there's no video here. No video. Okay, we don't have that. Yeah. Um, let's do the Betway bets of the day. Two games. That's it in the NHL. Two games. Uh, Rhett, why don't you start us off? Yes, Rhett. Well, it's going to be a big night in Montreal. Uh, I think the... Uh, the, the Sabres are due for a victory, so I'm going to go Sabres over Sabres. Habs. What's that paying? Well, uh, it's got to be a lot because the Sabres suck. I'll start with my bets of the All day. Right, Dean, if you're if ready, we want to go, I can, yeah. uh, I can throw that in there. You're Fire right, Red. The Buffalo Sabres, they have uh, – how many have they lost? Eight. Eight in a row. That's not good. They are in Montreal, mm-hmm. and uh, the Habs – I mean, they're not world beaters right now either necessarily, but they are at home against the Sabres team. Give me the Canadien mm. victoire in regulation. Plus 130. I'm looking. It's up to plus 135 right now, so bonus money. For Get them. on it. Yeah. And Cole Caulfield had a great start to the season, continues to roll. I think he had a couple the other night. Anytime goal, plus 120. Same game. Get him in there. Those are my bets of the day. Okay, I'm sticking with the same game. I'm on the other side. I'm with Rhett. Sabres are due. Habs haven't been that great at home, and Tage Thompson's been a monster. I'm going to go two-plus points for Tage, paying plus 200. It's a big number, but he's been great of late. Give it a shot. And a Sabres power play goal. Why not, eh? Give it a give it a go. Habs penalty kill 81%. Fine. Not world-beating. Solid. But uh, I'm looking for a bit of a Sabres... Hmm? Bounce back to respectability after the eight-game skid. Goaltending's been awful. Like, their their numbers have been fine. What? They've had awful goaltending for these eight games. And Comrie got hurt, right? Gates too hard. He did get hurt. Yeah. They called up that Ukopeka Lokaliki. Ukopeka Lukanen. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They get you in him there, and a, Him and a 42-year-old in that. Yeah, weird how Anderson hasn't been the answer. Stunner. It's Or it's like, maybe he is the answer, but the question is, how do we get Connor Bernard? <laughs> That's true. There's some bad teams. I was looking this. Yeah, Ducks are awful. The Ducks last night they lose the to St. Louis. Terrible. The Ducks have not won in the regulation. Worst. Yeah, 19 games, All not year? a single regulation victory. Are you serious? The record. They're one away from the record in the 99-2000 season. The Flames went 20 games without a regulation win in the Stinky. Brian Sutter, Rich Preston. Al Coates, they all, I think. They beat us. I think they were all. uh, They beat you guys for the first regulation. I can't remember if it was that one where they were terrible at the start and they couldn't win, or if they were really good and Turek was on a roll and they won a whole bunch at the start of the year. Well, you know, I think, yeah, because I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It took the Flames 20 games to win their first regulation (laughs) win in, in regulation time. 
House the rest of the 60s. That's just pain. They ended up winning 10 games in overtime that year, which also set a a record at at that point in time. Nice to win 10 in overtime. Uh, Not nice when you don't have a win in regulation in your first 20. So back to the Bedard. Yeah. Imagine him sitting in Anaheim with Zegras. Unreal. And remember, like they they were at a crossroads last year, and it was, are we re-upping Ricard Raquel, Ricky Racks at big money? Are we going to re-up Hempus Lindholm at big money? We've watched John Gibson do the slow decline here. Pat Verbeek, the new GM, was at a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to pay these guys or I'm not. I'm not losing them for nothing. And he, he liquidated both guys. So how can you think you're better without those two? That's a top six forward and a top four defenseman. They're absolutely worse off. Now, they go sign Klimberg on a one-year deal, but they're going to spin him off at the deadline. They're not good. And to your point, that's kind of, I guess, embracing the rebuild, if you will. Mm-hmm. We always have, we have that conversation, feels like, every year here. What are you going to do? Because there's some keep him, trade him, what, what do you, did you extend him, that sort of thing. And the Hampus Lindholm, I think, was a bit of a surprise. He'd been there for his, for his entire career. Good player. You just keep him. You bring him back. No, he's out. First in a player, Boston then immediately extends him. What, what, six and a half-ish? Yeah. So last place is the Ducks. Second last, uh, we were told by Pierre Dorian that Pierre Dorian thinks the rebuild is over. It may be, but they're going to need a really good final 63 games or so. Uh, 13 points in 18 games. Buffalo's down there. Where you don't want Connor Bedard is probably a 5,000-seat arena. Arizona's 29th in the NHL. And then it's Vancouver, Chicago, Columbus. Vancouver. Another guy on... Where does the league want him? I think you'd probably want him in Chicago with Kane going out, wouldn't you? Huge revenue market star arrives. Or do you think that they'll take care of themselves? We got to get him into Arizona. No, God, no. 5,000-seat arena? Well, I mean, maybe it gets them tempe. They have to get the new rink done. If, if, If they think... Look, we don't... I'm not suggesting the draft lottery is rigged, but you're asking the best place for him to go. If a guy like him arriving in the market gets a rink done, like Sid to Pittsburgh got that new rink done, that absolutely is the best place for him. If it's not going to work there and they got to move the team, send him to Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Chicago. Chicago. You're an original six team. 22,000 seats. Huge revenue. He'd be an absolute money printing machine there. Kane going to get dealt? Yeah. He was on Frank's board there. We didn't get into it. We'll have lots of time to talk about it. If but they don't, I just don't get it. For him or for the team. Every year there's guys that move at the deadline, and you wonder, are, how much time do they have? Are they really going to like fit you. in? Is there a situation where Patrick Kane is dealt to a team and he doesn't come in and make a huge difference? He's no. still an elite offensive player, Not a right? chance. Yeah. Right? And I, I could see him saying, I want to be here. I want to be a career hawk. But, like, where are the pieces they're building around? Like, they traded they a first traded to get Seth Jones. <laughs> Seth Jones Doc. doesn't look like a top pair guy. Doc, they just sent out. Debrinket. Like, it's Debrinket just left. And there was team control left there. And, and they go and they love this guy. They trade up to go get Kevin Korchinski playing in the Western League. And it's like, yeah, he might be a good, like, offensive defender. He might be Shattenkirk. But it's not like you're bringing in. Victor Hedman here. Because you think there, back to last year. To build around here. Claude Giroux moves to Florida at the deadline. It was okay, right? It was, but Patrick Kane. Oh, man. He's still. 
one of the most skilled guys on the planet, what kind of a haul could they get for him? Now, again, it comes down to what, how much space, how do you make it work, yeah, all see. of that. But if there is a team that's on the cusp, you add that guy? Yeah. So he's 10.5 million. There's usually about a third of salary left in the year. So let's call him a, a $4 million player for argument's sake. You send him to Arizona after you eat half, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's peanuts. You can squeeze him in for a million bucks cap space. <laughs> don't go to Edmonton. Don't go to Edmonton. Don't, already got a cane. Don't go to Edmonton. New York? Panarin's a Benajad Kane. That'd be fun. They got Kako. They got uh, Lafreniere. They got some assets there. You can swap out. Don't need your picks if you're New Every York. Every team right that's now. close is going to want them, though, aren't they? Like, who's not in that? If you and it's think that have a chance, uh, totally. And that's why they should get a haul, right? Like, and it's, it's going to take a lot. The twofold. We want them, and we sure as hell don't want them to have them. Yeah, and the, and the, the, the biggest variable at all is that Kane controls the whole process, and it feels like he'll just tell Chicago where he wants to go, rather than be like, "Oh, get what you can get for you, and I'll go anywhere." Where do you want to be, Pat? And if the team getting them thinks they can extend them. They're only going to get more in trade, the Blackhawks. Go back to Buffalo? Not yet. Calgary? Too, too soon. How would he and Daryl get along? They wouldn't trade. If he ever said I'd uh, go to Calgary. I, I don't think that Cal Well, we'll see, I guess, if they're waiting until the deadline to see where Calgary's at. But are they a front runner for the cup? Like, if you're Patrick Kane, you're only going because you want to win the Stanley Cup yeah. and you like the city. I don't think he's got Calgary circled as either. Not right now. No, he might have in the offseason, and he may again at the deadline. And like, it sounds like one of those kind of, come on, as if. The only thing is, you know, True Living will be in there, like a dirty shirt to see if he can do it. Because he's in on it, he just, that's yeah. him. And it's one of those things where I, it feels like the awkward part is Chicago's not shopping him. They're talking or thinking about approaching Patrick about what would you like us to do? And I don't get this as going to be a shopping scenario so much as like, find us a place you like where you think, you know, there's a chance you resign and we'll do the rest. Yeah. I don't think this is going to have like six teams competing. That's not what they want to do here. It's going to do it for the show, boys. Is that it? That's it for today. How was it, Rhett? I'm starving. I'm glad yeah. it's over. What are you going to eat? It was great. I'm making soup because I got the sickness in the house, so I got to have a big bowl of soup. What kind of soup? Chicken noodle. Are we are we whipping this right? Traditional. From, like if we got bones, we're doing the full stock right bones from... Are bo bones are boiling as we speak. You got some boiling bones going on in there? You're boiling up the bones? Mm -hmm. Good for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. What are you putting in there? Beyond that, obviously, your carrots and your uh, celery and your onion. and Carrots, celery, onion. But I also, I, I do a tea ball. Not a tea bag, a tea ball. I was going to say. Uh, with uh, big chunks of garlic and rosemary and thyme. And just ah. put that in there while it boils up. I understand mm. what he's talking about now. So you put it like in a, like a. It's like in the cage. A gauze bag or something like that. And then you take her out. It's a tea ball. It's a yeah, metal yeah. ball. It's metal cage, yeah. Bags. All right. I'm done. Enjoy that France-Australia match this afternoon, Rhett. Socceroos. Is that who's playing this? That's okay. I could watch that. I got to run practice tonight because Coletta went to Ireland. What kind of coach just pisses off in the middle of the year? It's thirsty. So what are, we, uh, what are we doing? What kind of drills are we doing? 
I'm going to bag the piss out of them. Yeah. They only have one practice this week, and it's today. So they're going to get it. Skate. Yeah. Just edge work. No pucks. Hello, boys. No pucks today, boys. Yeah, I'm going to. The old I'm Bob Hartley do. mountain climbers all practice. I actually thought about introducing a couple mountain climbers at the end of the practice. Well, Bob is so well regarded. Where you just, That's who went up. You slow down the outsides, and then as soon as you turn to the middle, you have to sprint down the middle, but you do it for like 10 minutes. Sprint. Slow on the outside. Sprint. You we've been running it's nothing, and after three minutes, it's like, ugh. We've been doing the relays full ice at the end of practice. They have this like 15-minute oh, stagger yeah. where you get the full ice at the end, and it's like those kids are just leaking by the end. It's good. It. Kids. All right, buddies. Thanks for being a part what of the are you show. What going to do? Huh? Probably eat. Yeah. My wife gets game, home. Ryan? I got to go build the house again. It's been ruined since she left. Because <laughs> uh, remember we I were saying yesterday about how. City where you got to get home, get everything. So yeah. there's a lot of laundry how strewn old? everywhere. Dishes all over. How much life is better without her here. That's that an odd interpretation of what I did say. Life is way way better i can't i should i should i just thought i wrote it down yesterday i can't remember what you were saying but i'm glad off. you doubled down on it uh it's tommy wilden jr Thank tell you. us about tommy tommy coming in studio is that what we got going on tommy's in studio to help tee up uh, canada's first match of the world cup against belgium the number two ranked team in the world and tommy's got some first-hand coaching experience with some of these young Belgium's stars number two oh. yeah their first two opponents are finalist and semi-finalist in the last world cup or euro so sorry rat it's all right. They're missing Lukaku. So there you go. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was told earlier. It's going to do it for the show today. Thanks for tuning in, buddies. Thanks to all our sponsors. Oilers Nation every day coming up next on YouTube. See ya. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. New channel. Like and subscribe. Keep it up, Oilers. You suck. Like and subscribe. Below Sub- the flames. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.